Gather round, take a seat, relax. It's the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson, right here on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson, and it is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you on this Tuesday, and every Tuesday as much as we can. And this is the Fabringen Show. You could always contact the station at 34519 or tweet at Chai FM and be part of the Fabringen, be part of the conversation. And I hope you're well. We have some hopefully good content, but definitely great music today on the Fabringen show. I tried to go through and see what's the new music out on the market. And you were just listening to a Ani Yehudi, I Am a Proud Jew from Mordechai Shapiro, just came out this week. And... The other songs we'll be playing are also pretty recent. Um, I'm very excited about the next song that we're playing, which is called Butterfly. Um, it's one, I, it just came out last week, and I absolutely love it. And it actually inspired some of my thoughts that I want to bring as we go through the show today. So here we are, just a few days after Shavuot. What are we? We're literally on the 30th of May, the 10th of Sivan. And... Um, Interesting time of the year. Here in South Africa, it's getting deeper into the winter. Other places know it's getting deep into summer. Um, but it has a certain energy. Believe it or not, Rosh Hashanah is, what, less than four months away. Um, two-thirds through the Hebrew year already. And we're in a certain zone. And what we try to do on it for bringing is just try to tap into the zone, see where we're at, and try to hopefully... Um, pick up on the energy of our time and hopefully be able to talk about it and offer some context and inspiration on the zone, call the zone. So, where are we? We just came out of the holiday of Shavuot. Um, in a few weeks' time, we start the three weeks of mourning. So now we're like in a nice little phase in between. We came Pesach Shavuot, seven weeks of the Omer counting. It has its zone. Now we're in an in-between stage, and yet this in-between stage is a very powerful stage, the month of Sivan, the third month in the Hebrew calendar. Um, I know I said a few months ago, a few minutes ago it's the ninth month of the Hebrew calendar. It's a different, a different countings. And it has a specific energy, the energy of the giving of the Torah, and hopefully the energy of, of upliftment. And that's really where I want to go, upliftment. Um, you know, today... In our time, I think one of the greatest responsibilities of any person who's communicating with others, whether it's on a one-on-one conversation, whether it is in front of a crowd, whether it's on a radio show, is to uplift people. There's enough demotivators. There's enough information that is making people feel flat and uninspired and pessimistic and nihilistic and cynical. But... The goal of each one of us should be to try to uplift, to literally make people feel bigger um, and more empowered. Not in a cynical way, not in a pop psychology way, not in a fluffy way, but seriously, by li- building ourselves up. And, um, you know, whenever you watch a soccer game, you watch a rugby game, you see the crowd um, screaming their hearts out and pumping the team. And that's why... I'm no sport uh, maven, uh, far from it. But I do know that 
teams that play on the home turf usually have a home turf advantage. Why? Because all their fans are screaming their lungs out to support them. Besides the fact that it's familiar territory and they know the field, etc. The the biggest upside is that everyone's screaming for you. Everyone's literally on your team. And if a professional athlete needs it, and that's something they practice the whole day, their entire life, to just you know get that that ball into the goal, um, get that touchdown, etc. I know that was an American lingo of football. Apologies, I'm so American. Um, I try, I try. One day I'll learn the, the the cricket lingo and the rugby lingo. Anyway, you stand there and you, if this person needs the motivation, how much how much more do each one of us who wake up every day? Some days we're not as clear on what what our purpose in life is. Um, it's not so black and white. We don't have this um, coach that's telling us how to do every single thing right you can join a professional team and you listen to the coach and you listen to all the trainers and you you play your part in life often there's no there's no coach that's guiding you exactly which exercise you have to do now and which thing you have to do to maximize your potential and therefore how much more so we need we need to be each other's coaches we need to be each other's teammates we need we need to be each other's fans we have to be able to be the one standing on the sidelines screaming and saying you could do this you're up for the task. Um, I don't know of anybody who can motivate themselves without any support. We all need support, whether it's from our spouse, our sibling, our our good friends, um, our work colleagues, um, in, inspiring teachers, even a person who sees you on the street and you know motivates. Like we're we all need motivation. We all need inspiration from others. I'm not saying we have to rely on it. We have to try to motivate ourselves um, as much as possible without being dependent on others. But there's no question that we all need validation and we all need um, people to believe in us. Right? You just see it in a child. A child who has parents that believe in him flourishes. A child who has parents that put him down, they could still flourish, but there's a much, much smaller chance of that happening. Um, a much, yeah, the, the chances are much smaller because it's a, we need we need to feed each other, and I believe that today when we interact with one another, when we see each other on the street and the mall, etc., the goal is to have as many interactions in which the other person and us walk out uplifted, that uh, we our back is straighter after that engagement, our our. Our ability, our, our belief in our ability to confront the challenges of our life is strengthened. Right? We all have people in our life that you spend time with them and you literally feel so tall after you walk with them. And there's other people in our lives that make us feel small. Maybe intentionally, unintentionally, that's not the point. The point is that for whatever reason, um, we walk out of a interaction with them and we feel smaller. And I believe that each and every one of us has to set a goal that when people interact with us, they go, they walk out of the interaction feeling taller. Whether it's a car guard, whether it's a friend, whether it's a relative, whether it's a stranger, that to be able to make people feel uplifted. And it, it honestly doesn't take a lot. For the, on the most part, maybe some people are more high maintenance than others, but on the most part, in the day-to-day chit-chat and interactions, that simple interaction, standing in the store, you know, in, in the shop, 
on the line and bumping into somebody, seeing somebody, WhatsApping somebody, etc. Small little daily interactions that we have with countless people. Set a goal that when somebody engages with you, they're uplifted. It doesn't mean that they have to walk out literally like bouncing, but they feel validated. They feel like another human being sees them. It's such a great gift to literally be able to see people. When Moshe Rabbeinu, when Moshe dies, um, when he passes away and he asks God to appoint a leader who will replace him, he says, God, appoint a man, who has a spirit within him. And Rashi explains what that means is, he literally is able to go with the energy and the spirit of every person. He sees a person and he, he sees them as an individual and is able to really touch them in their place. Touch them in the, in the place that will really inspire them, right? We're all different. We all get motivated and we all get moved differently. And a great leader, a great parent, a great friend is somebody who sees what you need and is able to uplift. And if we can be those people that when people interact with us, they're uplifted, and they're energized rather than depleted and deflated. What an incredible gift. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM, dedicating today's show to Rav Gershon Edelstein, a great leader in the Jewish world who passed away today at the age of 100 and whose funeral is in an hour's time. Um, a person of love and goodness who led many Jews with incredible dedication. So that song, as I just mentioned, one of my favorites, just came out. Time to leave your cocoon, my dear butterfly. I think that each and every one of us needs someone that, to believe in us. Not that we're God's gift to humanity and that we're the best thing ever and we're the most talented, most incredible. Not Not that at all. Personally, uh, uh, that's not what I think. I, I think it's just somebody who knows that we're up to the task of living our lives and that our lives are good enough and worthy enough. Um, I think in today's day and age, so many people leave, believe that a, a worthy life is a famous life. A worthy life is being an influencer and being a person of impact and being noticed and being liked and having lots of friends and lots of followers and being really popular. I'm not convinced of that. Um, I actually think it's a very dangerous way of defining a worthy life. That means pretty much nobody in history until social media actually had a worthy life because maybe a half of a quarter of a percent of people became famous. Most people just lived their lives. You know, their private lives, their businesses, their domestic harmony, um, their children, their small little lives. And it's always been more than enough, and it is more than enough. I think today so many people are feeling inadequate when they're comparing their life to what a good life is considered, right? To be an incredible CEO, to be super wealthy, to be amazing, to be good-looking, to be powerful, to be dynamic, to be charismatic, to be an influencer, to be savvy, etc., which even in today's day and age is still a very tiny percent of people who make it there. And why would that be an aspiration? Aspiration is to live a good life. Um, the famous words of the prophet, Micho, says, 
all that God asks of you is asot chesed mishpat, do kindness and justice, and walk humbly and piously with your God. Um, simple stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that I believe we all need someone to believe in us, to say that you can do this, you're up to the task. You could live your life, and that's more than enough. Um, in many ways, I'm, I'm advocating this anti-influencer, anti-hero life where Oh, we we developed this narrative that's so infiltrated into our culture. I, I find myself often trying to fight the narrative in my own head because we're all influenced by the outside culture, and, which becomes ours. And it's there's obviously lots of stuff about the culture of our world today that are, are beautiful and much more advanced than they were in other times. But there's a lot of things in our culture today that have regressed and have uh, gone off the rails a bit. And I believe one of the areas that's gone off the rails is this um, definition of what a good life is. Um, I, I'm not I'm not convinced that we all have to motivate each other to be go out and chase your dreams and be successful and be amazing. No, it's go live whatever life God intended for you, whatever brings you meaning and purpose, whatever brings you contentment and serenity. Go live that life. If it means that you'll be a, a person standing at the till, but doing it and sell, you know, and earning a few rand an hour, but you're doing it with dignity and pride, go do it. Do it with your whole heart. Whatever role you have, you have. You're a cleaner, um, you're a manager, you're a CEO. It doesn't make a difference. As long as you do it with integrity, with kindness, with graciousness of spirit and meaning, and knowing that what you're doing actually makes a difference. That's all that matters. And we all need to be reminded by each other that it's good. Our lives aren't perfect. None of us are living perfect lives, but that's good enough. Our marriages might not be the best marriages, but it's okay. Our parenting might not be the best parenting. And yes, we have to try to do better in our marriages, in our parenting, in our work, but it's, we're still worthy of being here. We're still worthy of love and we're still worthy of dignity. And that, I believe, that's that faith that we can hold each other up. Um, and just let people know that it's okay. Hashem loves you. We all love you. And and go about your day. Go live your life with integrity and kindness and just do it. To uplift each other rather than, you know, at this time, uh, many people, I know, graduated from university recently in, in the Northern Hemisphere. Everyone's finishing school in June. And you listen to all these commencement speeches and graduation speeches and all it's the same message. Go chase your dreams. Go change the world. And I'm like, whoa, way too many people are trying to change the world. Every, every, uh, yukul on, on the internet is trying to change the world. And we're like, let's just try to change ourselves. Let's try to build wholesome, solid lives. We have way too many people trying to change the world and way too few people trying to get their own house in order. And the world is only changed for the better when many people individual after individual get their their own house in order and to uplift one another and say yeah you could do this i know you're struggling with your child i know you're struggling in in your relationship and but i believe in you you'll you'll be okay you'll figure it out hashem's with you and just to be able to do that for each other to uplift it's so easy to uplift people it's so easy 
as long as you make that a mandate that every person or as many people as possible that engage with us will be uplifted. Maybe a therapist doesn't have to walk out uplifted from your engagement. Over there, you could have your uh, brain dump and, and let out all your anger and frustration. But other than that, all the people we interact with should be walking out of our interaction saying, I feel higher. I'm walking taller. And that's how you know that you're, you're meeting a person who's, who's great and who's done a lot of work on himself. Because not only don't they begrudge your success, they, they push you towards success. They believe in you. They believe that you can live your part and do amazingly in whatever sphere um, you want to use your energies for. And we need to do that for each other. We need to, need to see good in, in each other. Um, I think the last few years have made many of us a bit too cynical, a bit too dark, a bit too anxious and fearful. And I don't like that part of us. In other words, when I look around society, there's a lot of parts of who we are that are beautiful. And there's parts that are not pretty to look at. And um, we have excuses for everything. The reason we're anxious is because of the crime and the reason we're stressed out is because of the load shedding. And the reason that we are... Um, not coping is because of this system and that system and, and the government and everything. We have a lot of great excuses, but ultimately terrible excuses. They're all bad excuses because they don't justify the result. An excuse has to justify the result, right? And uh, what's the result of all these excuses? That we're miserable, that we're not happy, that we're just down. Often I find myself, you know, when when I happen to be in a good mood, Hopefully, I hope that happens often enough, but um, people will look at you and say, why are you so happy? Like, everything okay? You see somebody miserable, ah, oh, it's justified. You see somebody happy, well, what's what's going on? What's Is there a problem? I mean, are, are, are you smoking something? Are you taking something, Rabbi? Is, is everything okay? And like, that's sad. It's sad that happiness is not the default mode. Walking around kvetching and, you know, you sit around the Friday night table and you're fetching, then okay, that's normal. You sit around the Friday night table and life is good and you're just sitting with a smile. You're a um, ignorant optimist with whose nose is in the ground and whose head is befuddled and is absolutely uh, plugged out. And I'm like, no, not at all, not at all. A person who believes in God, a person who believes that. Life isn't here to be perfect. We don't need a perfect life to be happy. We just need to live to be happy. Every day that we're alive is a, is a gift and worthy of joy. And that nobody promised us an easy life, but they, God did give us the ability of finding meaning in our lives. Yeah, so we could walk around with joy. We could be a little more light and easy and um, positive and uplifted. That's really, again, if you want, in short, in one word, what I've been trying to say the last 25 minutes and what I'll continue saying after this song is just just uplift yourself and uplift others. And um, I'm, the song I want to play for you now, it's a beautiful song. It's in Hebrew, so I'll just give you some context for the song. It's a song of upliftment. I find it very uplifting. It's a story of the Talmud of... Um, 
a certain sage who's walking on the road and he is thirsty and he's looking for shade and he finally finds a tree and this beautiful tree has a stream next to it and he eats from the fruit of the tree and he sits under the shade and he drinks from the stream and then he turns to the tree and says the following. He says, Elan, Elan, tree, tree, my beautiful tree, Bame'a what will I bless you with? Should I bless you that your fruit are sweet? They're already sweet. Your fruit are already sweet. Should I bless you that your shade should be pretty? It's already beautiful and pretty. You have beautiful shade. But rather, here's what I will bless you with. That whatever trees they end up planting from you, from your fruit, from your seeds, you kemaischa, they should be as beautiful as you. The trees should be as beautiful as you. It's obviously a message that he, well, he wasn't only talking to a tree; he was talking to people. In other words, that the greatest blessing you can give to somebody is that the nachas. And there's many ways of understanding the this, this story. But when I hear the story, I just see this beautiful uplifting. He's literally talking to a tree, but he's talking to each and every person and saying, look how beautiful you are. Your fruit are sweet. Your shade is beautiful. I just hope that that the people you influence are as beautiful as you. What a beautiful way not to talk to a tree necessarily, but to talk to each other. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. I hope you enjoyed the music as much as I do. I, it's just so uplifting. Um, that's really what today's show is about. Um, hopefully. I'm, I hope I'm doing a half decent job of that. Uplift. I think we all just need to uplift ourselves. And, you know, as we go through our week and we go through our day to our day to, to get out of the grind, the self pity, the, the pessimism, the cynicism, all those wonderful words that really uh, sap our energy out. Um, and to regain our our faith, right? A person who walks with Hashem, a person who's mindful that nothing in this world happens outside of God's dominion, nothing's out of his control. God runs this world. And to know that we're in, we're in safe hands. We are daim tovat in good hands and in God's beautiful loving hands. And that it's okay. Whatever it is, it's okay. And um, to to believe that, to internalize that, no matter what struggles, right? I, you know, I, I hypothesize to you that if tomorrow load shedding was solved and potholes were solved and crime was solved and corruption was solved, I don't think most of our... Um, Negativity would be solved. There's always, if a person's negative and a person is, um, struggles to be happy, they'll struggle anywhere. Yes, circumstances play a role. I'm not denying that. But a person can choose to be happy with nothing, right? We've seen all over the world people who have nothing. We have people, our, our, our neighbors. We have some people in this country who, who have so much less than us and are much happier than us. No, no running water ever barely any electricity ever, um, corruption all over, and live in joy. Like the circumstances of our life play very little role in our joy. Um, on the contrary, the more comfortable people's lives are, the more a lot of the other um, 
the darkness within us surfaces, right? When life's too easy and you don't have a struggle, then the struggles come from within. And uh, those are much harder struggles to, to fight with. But the point is that struggle is always there. It's part of it's part of living. The question is, do I live with an attitude of joy, of simcha? Do I live with an attitude of emunah, faith, of trust in God? Do I internalize these ideas and actually live my life in a certain serenity, a calmness? Um, you know, we've been living in load shedding for a while, and for me it still uh, surprises me how every time the lights go off, you hear this collective, oi, <gasps> and you're like, hello, everybody, we've been doing this for so long. Can we stop with the oi's? And the, and all the other fetching, whatever it is, I'm saying, I'm not saying it's pleasant, I'm not saying it's fantastic, but if, if two, three times a day we're gonna be like just deflating ourselves, <gasps> there it goes again. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh, when is this ever gonna end? Listen, if it makes you feel good and, and, and the misery, other ever, like on, on the contrary, you know, keep on going. But ask yourself, which attitudes make you feel happy and which attitudes make you feel miserable? And choose the happy attitudes. It's such a stupid common sense thing. In other words, I really don't think anything I'm saying is anything close to rocket science. But uh, <laughs> we seem to be forgetting it. Uh, um, just forgetting. Just be, be, be joyous. Trust. It's okay. We can live with whatever challenges. We can make a plan. We can live. We can be joyous. Um, I often tell myself my grandparents... Uh, ancestors 200 years ago didn't even know what electricity was and didn't know what running water was um, and all the stuff I fetch about when they're taken away for a bit they never had and still I think they were happier than I am maybe because I'm, I was used to more so now it's harder for me to adjust so what so now I have to get used to less I have to teach myself not to expect and be entitled and live with live with joy but I think we need we need more happiness in our lives in our community we just need now, obviously, we need simchas and Baruch Hashem. Please, God, thank God there should be many simchas and there will be. But also just a, an attitude that says, we're, we're up for this. We're okay. We're fine. We're uplifted. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. This is 101.9 Chai FM, and it is getting closer to the time that we have to say goodbye for this week. And um, I still have one more song. It's a beautiful song in English again. Um, Yerushalayim, our home. I believe that the singer who wrote the original version in Hebrew passed away recently. Um, but this is the English uh, rendition. And just beautifully sung. Um, and that's my farewell message to us. Let's be uplifted. Let's be positive. Let's be, um, let's just keep it going. Like keep the smile on the face. Be besimcha. Face life's challenges with grace and dignity and to uplift one another. You see somebody and you really want to quetch. You really want to put them down. But ask yourself, is that really what they need? They need another person to quetch about the load shedding with? Or they need someone to just look in the eye and say, Amen, you're looking amazing. You are amazing. You're fantastic. Keep on going, etc., etc. Let's uplift each other. Let's be there for each other. And may we only share in Simchas. This is 101.9 Chai FM, paying tribute to Yerushalayim, Jerusalem, our home. <laughs> 